Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of Is This Actually Healthy? This is Juliana and I am happy to be talking with you today. I am continuing my interview series. I have been having so much fun talking to all these different people in the nutrition and fitness world. I've been contacting people all virtually from different parts of the world, mostly from Australia back to the United States where I'm originally from. So it definitely has been interesting coordinating time slots for these interviews, but I'm dedicated to it and I'm making it work. I'm really interested in what these people have to say so that I can share it with you. Today I'm going to be talking with Amy White. She is a functional nutritionist and we're going to discuss exactly what is holistic nutrition. I'm going to have Amy start with her backstory and what brings her on the show today. Um, well, it was, it's a typical story. You hear it a lot from people in the wellness, uh, field, just that some sort of family issue kind of brought them in, kind of opened the eyes, so to speak. And so for me, it was my teenage daughter who was having a lot of gut problems. Um, but you know, it's so funny for me to say that now, because then I didn't know that I just knew she didn't feel good. And she really literally didn't feel good since she was born. She was one of those colicky babies that never slept. And we were constantly at the pediatricians. And I just remember the pediatrician saying, well, she should, she needs to go on these antacids. And she was like six or eight. And I thought, wow, I didn't know kids took antacids, you know? And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. It seems so strange. But if that's what they do, I knew nothing. She of course never took them because I mean, maybe she tried and they didn't work or whatever. So she just never did it. Anyway, fast forward to she's getting ready to go to college and she just doesn't feel good. Like food doesn't make, when she eats, she doesn't feel good. And I thought, I can't send you across the country to school by yourself and you're not going to be able to eat. So we went and saw a gastroenterologist and did all the stuff. She had that incredibly invasive scope and they checked her out and basically said, she's fine. And I just remember thinking, but She's not fine. Nothing has, nothing has changed. You did a scope. You're saying she's fine, but she's not. And the, and the doctor, and the doctor said, well, um, I mean, her small intestines red and inflamed, but that's nothing to worry about. And then she left. And that was what we were left with. And I thought that seems like something to worry about, but I had no idea how to even think about it. I knew nothing. So I was in Chicago at the time and a friend of mine was just like, you need to go see this nutritionist. Didn't even know what that was. And I was like, whatever we're in, what's her name? And so we did. And she made a couple of dietary adjustments to my daughter diet. She suggested, you know, dropping gluten. So like pretty obvious. Everybody's like, Oh, and we're like, okay, whatever. We'll try it. And it made such a significant change and how she felt that I was completely floored. I was just like, I need to know everything about food. This is magical. And so that's opening the door for you. Oh yeah. I just was, it was amazing to just to actually see it happen and just see weird stuff that she'd suffered with her whole life, just instantly disappear. Like the dandruff and the really stinky feet and the belly aches and all this stuff that was happening. It just went away. I mean, very quickly within a week or two. So that was just, and we weren't even there about talking about dandruff or smelly feet, right? That's just normal, right? Everybody has dandruff and smelly feet. No, it's maybe common. It is not normal. And that was her body trying to detox against stuff that she was eating that was not 
it was, she had this chronic level of inflammation in her body. Anyway, so that was not the end of the story for her that getting that gluten was step one. But once she started to feel better, that's when all of a sudden you're like, well, what else could I change? What else could I do? Is there something else? And so over the years, she's now going to be, she's 29, but over the years, she's adjusted her diet, you know, a little here, a little there, and she's really worked it out to something that completely now works for her body. But to me at that time, it was just like, what is happening? I need to learn everything. And so I just started reading, you know, books and books and like crazy. And then I finally looked at my husband and I said, I am out of things to read. I don't even know where else to look. I have to go back to school because I need a reading list. <laughs> so that's what it came down to. And, um, and I am a holistic nutritionist. I'm also certified as a functional nutritionist, which means we basically uh, use functional medicine frameworks to kind of look at the body and body balance. So holistic nutrition is this idea of, of whole body health. It's, it's, you don't just look at somebody and, you know, they say, oh, I have heartburn and you're like, oh gosh, you should, uh, you know, you should take some of these peppermint pills or something, you know, to help with the heartburn or whatever it is. You, you kind of go, why do you have heartburn? That's the diff. You want to go, well, why do you have heartburn? what's causing the heartburn. And so there's all these different pieces of the body and they're all related. You kind of have to think of it as a wheel. And so the question is, you know, what's out of balance. Um, and as a nutritionist, you're always going to look at the gut. So it's always this, everything tends to be related to the gut that tends to be sort of the center of this wheel. Um, so that was what I had kind of quickly learned with this nutritionist who we literally saw once, um, and then all the reading that I did. And so, as I said, we were in Chicago. So I started looking at the universities that are all around us and I'm like, I'm just going to get into the dietetics program. I'm going to become, you know, I'm going to get my, um, registered dietitian certificate and whatever it is. And I started going through the syllabuses and reading. And I just was like, you know, I said to my husband, I said, I can't do this. I said, I, I just don't, I, this does not align with my thinking anymore. Everything that they're going to be teaching me is what I used to think was right, but clearly wasn't working for my daughter or for me. So I'm like, I just don't, I don't think this is right. And I said, but then I was frustrated because I'm like, but I don't understand what else is there. And then I stumbled upon this holistic nutrition. And that's when all of a sudden I'm like, that's, that's what I've been looking for. So that's what I, I actually found a school that was just about holistic nutrition. And that's where I got my master's degree was that way. And they've since then, I think in just the last year, they've come, they've now merged with another school. And I actually can't remember who they merged with, but it was another big school. I don't remember. Um, so the holistic nutrition thing, that is not something that's common in the academic world. They just kind of stick with traditional dietetics. Yeah, it's starting to become more um, available. Um, there are definitely bigger schools now that offer this program. But for the most part, you were looking at going to a naturopathic school, like that sort of naturopathic, you know, path. So that's more where you would see the holistic nutrition, but it's starting to show up now more and more in bigger schools, which is so exciting. Um, Cause it, it just, it's different. It's basically, so for me, I was at that, I was in my late thirties. Um, and at this point when my, when my daughter, when we were really starting to work on my daughter is in my early forties, but in my late thirties, I just got 
like my body got completely out of balance. Like that's when I was feeling my worst. I was definitely at my heaviest weight. I was cranky. I was tired. I was moody. I, you know, I just, my feet hurt when I get out of bed in the morning. It was just, I was so uncomfortable. My clothes were getting tight and pinchy and nothing. I couldn't grab anything in my closet and just instantly put it on and feel comfortable. It was like, yeah, put something on, take it off, put something else on, take it off. It was just like, and, um, and so I didn't know what was going on because as far as I knew, I was healthy and I'd been eating healthy my whole life. Um, so I wasn't sure like what's, what gives. And, and so at this point I was in my early forties when I started my nutrition stuff and all of a sudden it all started to make sense. And it just really became clear to me that food is information and I wasn't sending my body the right information. I thought I was but I wasn't, I was actually telling my body kind of the opposite of what I wanted. I was telling my body that I wanted to be tired and I wanted to sit very still and I wanted to pack on a lot of weight and, you know, that, which was the opposite. I wanted to have a lot of energy. I wanted to sleep really well. I wanted to be in a good mood. I wanted to be lean and healthy. And my, I was without knowing it, telling my body the other, you know, I'm like, no, no, we should gain weight. We should sit very still. Um, so once I changed the story, my body started to respond the way I expected it to. How, how did you change the story? Well, so I threw away the food pyramid, <laughs> you know, that we're all supposed to eat. That's super healthy, tons of ha- healthy whole grains, loads of fruit, lots of veggies, little, just very little meat and no red meat, you know, low fat, all this stuff. That was the food pyramid. So I actually went totally opposite. So we, uh, 13 years now, we don't eat grains. So we got rid of the gluten, but very quickly after that, we got rid of grains in general. So grains tend to be inflammatory. I don't care if they're whole grains, if they're processed grains, they tend to be inflammatory. So, and I don't care if it's gluten or non-gluten, just grains. So got rid of the grains. And so what do you do when you get rid of something, you create a void. You have to fill that void or you will fall right back into your old patterns. So my current diet and something that I advocate with my clients, because most of the women I work with are 40, you know, over 40, over 50. So uh, we fill that void with protein, uh, lots of vegetables, definitely fruit, uh, but depending on the person and what their goals are and what's going on with their body, where their imbalances. Um, And then as people get back into balance, then I always talk about this idea of fear, no food. If people get, and once they're back into balance and they really are connected with their body, so they feel it when they eat something that doesn't work for them now, they don't just push it aside. as like, oh, everybody has heartburn. They know they're like, oh, that's something that didn't work for me. So as soon as you get to that point where you're really recognizing what works and what doesn't work, you can bring anything back into your diet. If you want grains back into your diet, then you bring them back in, but you recognize what can your body tolerate? Can it have grains every day? Can it have them a couple of times a week? Can you have specific grains versus other grains? So you get to a point where you know you, and then you create your own boundaries. Would you say that holistic nutrition is more of a trial and error approach where you kind of experiment, remove things from the diet and put it back in? Or I guess, how exactly do you go about making the changes you said to um, listen to your body better? Well, right. So, yeah. 
So you have to, let's put it, you have to clear the muddy waters, let's say, in order to be able to listen and feel what's, what's happening. So you have to get those common sort of inflammatory things out of the way, just as a start, just clear the muddy waters, let's back everything up. Let's get you kind of, you know, on this nice kind of even playing field so that you can start to reconnect. Cause so many people are just don't even feel hunger cues anymore. Like they don't actually know when they're hungry. So how do they know when they're full? You know, they don't, they're just not even connected to that. So, and the other problem is there's so much you know, like IBS. And again, it's this gut stuff. So there's inflammation going on. There's something in your diet that isn't agreeing with your body and, and your body is fighting against this. And, and it's actually quite easy for the people with IBS to kind of get behind this idea that there's something that's not working for them. The trick is to get the people that have uh, depression, anxiety, high levels of stress, uh, migraines, other neurological things going on to get them to recognize that that is also related to what's going on in their gut. It's and and so that's kind of that trick. It's like, okay, there's stuff, there's still, there's inflammation happening and it's manifesting in somebody, in people in different ways. Yeah, I was interested in when you're talking about clearing these muddy waters for a lot of people who maybe are eating healthy, but they have a weakness for say fast food or high sugar foods, um, high calorie desserts. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think that removing these types of problem foods in this way could help clear these waters and give people something to experiment with? Uh, well, hundred percent, but I will say that I am a low sugar nutritionist. So that is one of the things that we talk about and that we remove is this idea of getting rid of processed sugars. You, you, you just, you, you don't need them. They're toxic. They're like a poison. It's too much for your body. I'm not saying that you can't have dessert or you can't have sweet things. I'm just saying we're getting rid of all the processed stuff first. Then I'm going to help you understand how you can actually make and enjoy desserts and uh, treats that aren't going to spike your blood sugar, that aren't going to throw your metabolic hormones out of balance. So it's not that you can't have, as a matter of fact, today, I just made, and I just shared with my group, I just made these, um, uh, high protein, uh, cheesecake muffins. Um, they're delicious and yet they're high protein, they're low sugar. So you're getting like this yummy, you know, cheesecake muffin, but it's not bad for you. It's not going to throw your metabolic hormones out of balance. It's not going to cause cravings so that you have to go and eat all of the muffins. Um, they're actually quite filling because there's protein, you know, protein is higher than any of the other macronutrients in there. So that's filling for your body, but Anyway, so that's one of the things, again, back to this idea or this void, when you pull something out of the diet, you can't just go, okay, I'm not eating sugar. You, you will not succeed. You have to figure out what are you going to do in that moment when you really do need that chocolate chip cookie? What are you going to do? You know, you have to have a backup plan to have to have a plan. Yeah. I was interested. You said that you often recommend, um, cutting out grains, at least to start with. That kind of goes against a lot of nutritional advice you hear. I, for one, I'm all about the whole grains. I'm all about fiber. I'm actually on a, on a vegan diet. So that's mm-hmm. a very important base oh, for, sure. for, um, for healthy carbs. 
Mm -hmm. So for me, I wouldn't be cutting grains to, um, I would, I'm not sure what I would replace those with. That's it. But you're on a vegan diet. My, my son's um, girlfriend who we love is also a vegan. So it's interesting, Mm -hmm. you know, when she comes, we're very, very much more carnivore carnivores. Um, But um, you know, it all works. And, you know, we all figure out food that's going to work for her, work for us, work together. But no, I typically don't work with vegans and vegetarians. I think it's incredibly important to get. So for example, your body has a protein goal. It had every day your body wants to hit a protein goal and you're, you will overeat. We humans, they've done studies. It's been shown that humans will overeat food fuel in order to hit that protein goal. So with my clients, what we're, what I'm trying to do with these women is go, okay, how do you get to a point where you're feeling so balanced and comfortable you don't have sugar cravings. You're not hungry all the time. You're not even thinking about food all the time, but you're getting everything that you need. So you're eating that protein. And by doing that, you tend to eat less of the other foods that are lower in nutrients and higher in fuel or energy. And so you actually end up eating less without even trying, because I'm not big on this idea of dieting. So I'm not saying that being a vegan or vegetarian is bad and you should not do it. I'm just saying you need to know how to do it in a way that's going to support what your body needs for nutrients. Um, And I am not, I don't specialize in that. So I am definitely not the person that can help with the vegan vegetarian. There's so many other people out there that do that and would be so much more helpful than I would be because there's a, you know, as you probably know, there's this mixing of beans and grains and things that you do to kind of create this amino acid profile that you're looking for. I didn't do it overnight. It was very experimental. Maybe in a way I was playing around with this holistic nutrition a bit and um, trying to incorporate this new diet in a way that made me feel optimal, what I had to choose, what I had to remove, how I had to play around with the macronutrients to make it work. Um, I guess, is that a way of adopting this holistic nutrition. Right, exactly. Right. So the goal is what works for your body, how, and, and being, I think the hardest thing for people to do is to tune in. So they, so they listen to their body going, yes, 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 or no, no, no. But yeah, if you can take the time to tune in and really know what, what feels good and are you healthy? So I think one of the things we talked about before we got started was this idea of being like, I'm not overweight. I feel good. So aren't I healthy? And you know what, in most cases, probably, but there's, it's so interesting because one of the tests that they don't typically do um, is fasting insulin. So your doctor, you will not get a fasting insulin test unless you ask your doctor specifically to do it. It does not cost a lot of money. It's a cheap little test they, you will still get pushback from doctors on doing fasting insulin. And I think the only thing I think, or the reason I suspect that that is the case is because I'm not sure that a lot of um, conventional medicine practitioners know what to do with fasting insulin once they get it. Like if it's high, I don't know if they understand, well, what do we do with that? Because it's a nutritional um, intervention, which is not, that's not what they do. So I don't think anybody likes to test for something that they aren't going to understand what to do with the result. The thing is, everybody should be getting a fasting insulin. So you can have high fasting insulin for 
15 to 20 years before your blood sugar can go totally wonky. And out of the blue, your doctor will tell you that you have type two diabetes. You're just like, oh, I've been healthy every single time I came in here for the last 15 years. And then today you're telling me I have type two diabetes. Yes, because nobody ever looked at your fasting insulin, which was super high all this time, which was holding your blood sugar in this nice kind of healthy range. And all of a sudden your body's just like, I can't do it anymore. And, and the blood sugar gets wonky, the insulin can't hold. And so it's, it's a really good test just to always check in to see what's happening. And the problem is too, in conventional medicine, I think the range in healthy insulin, it goes up to 20. And in functional medicine, you're looking at a five or less as healthy. So it's really interesting when you compare, um, what a functional medicine lab result versus a conventional lab result looks like. You're kind of captivating me with this word functional. I think it's because in the, in the biology world, and especially in marine ecology, which is what I study, functional refers to the ability for an organism to perform a certain action. So taking this to our bodies, functional nutrition in, in my head, it makes me think of are you feeding your body with the right stuff to perform a functional act? If I want to go run a marathon, am I feeding myself correctly to run that marathon? If I'm becoming a weightlifter, am I giving myself the optimal nutrition to perform that function? Mm -hmm. Would you say that that's what you're referring to with functional? So I think what I refer to with functional medicine, functional nutrition is this concept of optimal body function. So not specifically to a task, but for overall function, like what sort of factory reset. So what, how should your body function? What is that optimal function? Um, And so it's kind of getting those, again, trying to clear the muddy waters so that you can kind of get yourself back to this sort of metabolic balance that allows your body to function in the optimal way. So, you know, carrying around, you know, 25, 30, 50 extra pounds, you can be healthy, but that's not optimal. Like your body doesn't want to carry that extra weight. It just doesn't, it's not, you know, it's not good for your joints. It it's so you can still feel pretty good, but optimally it's not really optimal. It's not where your body wants. So when I say, you know, I like to talk about this idea of give your body what it needs so that you can actually get what you want. So once your body is getting everything it needs, it's going to help you feel your best because that's what it wants. You want the same thing. You and your body want the same thing. And then functional and functional medicine, it's just this idea of all the different body systems working synergistically. And then how do we make sure that they're supporting each other? I guess to, to bring things to a close here, what is a good measure of progress? How do you know that you're obtaining that? Is it just knowing how good you feel every step and knowing, okay, um, maybe if I do this, I'll feel better. Maybe if I'm doing that, I'm feeling worse. And you, it, it, you just keep uh, going through the process. So yes, to some degree, but everybody needs tangibles because otherwise you're kind of scattered and you forget. So I like to always have, I have what I refer to as, um, so, so of course the scale is a measure, um, but 
the scale doesn't track with your wellness, so to speak. It catches up, but it doesn't, at the beginning, it doesn't necessarily track. So I always like people to what I call trace their day back at the end of the day. So I call it traces. So T is going to be temperament or mood. R is going to be how well did you sleep or how was your rest? Um, A is appetite. How's your appetite? Is it balanced? Is it kind of all over the place? Are you thinking about food constantly? Um, C is cravings. So sugar cravings, carby cravings, cravings for weird food. Uh, E is energy. And then S is stress, perceived level of stress. So what I like with my, I run a 12 week program. So if people, what I like to see the first few weeks or that first month is when we're clearing those muddy waters, right? So we're getting off the grains, we're getting, cutting those sugars out. So the fuel system is basically shifting. We're going away from the sugar fuels over to the fat fuel. And while this is going to change body composition in the long run, meaning we're going to have more lean mass, less fat mass, that's the goal. Um, you're gonna start to notice that your energy is getting better, that, oh my God, I'm sleeping better. My clients constantly are like, I haven't slept in 30 years and I can't, I'm sleeping. Um, there, so their energy is good. Their appetite regulates. All of a sudden they're like, I'm just not that hungry. I mean, I may be eating three meals a day. So we try to cut out the snacking. Um, their cravings are gone. They're just like, I just don't, I'm not even thinking about the treats that I used to get or used to have. And I, you know, somebody yesterday was telling me I was at my parents' house and they have chocolate everywhere, all over the house in bowls. And she goes, it never occurred to me to have some of the chocolate. You know, she just like, it just wasn't even in my head. Um, so these are the things I look for at first. And then once they get really solid and they're feeling really good, they're like, my energy's way up. I had this one client just recently. She was so funny. She's like, I clean my whole garage. She's like, I've been trying to clean my garage for two years. She goes, I just couldn't sit still on Sunday and I cleaned my whole garage. And um, so it's just so fun to see that happen. Um, and then once they get really good at that, then I sort of help them. So I help them track that kind of stuff. I'm like, how do you feel? Don't whine at me if the scale isn't moving. I, I want to know what's going on because depending on how this, the other, these other things are tracking, that tells me that internally their body's coming back into balance. And I know that once they're coming back into balance, then we start to see a shift in body composition. But first we got to get it back into balance. So that's what we look at first. And oftentimes, you know, people will also be saying, well, I lost a pound or I lost two pounds or I lost three pounds. And so these things will be happening simultaneously, but then there's other people who, you know, will get to my third, you know, out of my 12 weeks, that third month. And they're just like, oh my gosh, I finally started losing weight. You know, some people don't start losing weight until that, you know, 12th week or yeah, no, eighth week. Um, it just depends. And then that's when I feel like it's this boulder that's now starting to roll downhill because now it's just time is your friend. You've set all the pieces in the right places and now you just let it go and it just gets better and better and better. So I keep up with my clients. We usually have a, a monthly call so everybody can check back in. Um, and it's just so fun to, for, to listen to how their life has changed in you know the months after the, or the years after they finished my program, my 12 weeks with me, um, because they basically set all the pieces in place. And then they just were like, I'm just going to let my body do what it should do. How long have you been doing your program? So I've been doing what I do for about 13 years, but I've been running my group program for only three years. This is the third year I've run it as a group program. Prior to that, I just did one-on-ones. And then I work with um, 
doctor referred patients, but this is the thir third year of my group program and it's, it's super fun. Yeah. That's fantastic. It sounds, it sounds very exciting. I know I, for one, someday, if I ever pick this up as a more serious career, instead of my hobby, I would certainly like to do something like what you do. Yeah. Just to close up our chat here. I understand your program is called the simplicity of wellness. So, so the um, simplicity to wellness is my business name and my program is called hangry to healthy hangry to healthy I like that um mm -hmm. can you tell my audience a little bit more about where they could find you on the social media world if they are interested in following more of what you do um so I am the simplicity of wellness on Instagram on Facebook and my website is the simplicity of so you can, and then from there, you will find my Hangry to Healthy program, but it's basically the simplicity of wellness forward slash Hangry to Healthy. Um, I think if you Google Hangry to Healthy, it'll pop right up. But yeah, if you go to the simplicity of wellness, then you'll find all my stuff. That sounds great. I'm very glad to have had you on the show today. I think we've had a really good discussion and I'm really glad that my audience could hear all this from you, who's done so much reading into the subject. Yeah. Oh, it was my pleasure. I like, as you can tell, I like to talk about it. <laughs> we all like to talk about it. That's why we all have our own podcasts and all of our own stuff. All right. Thanks so much again. It was my pleasure. I realized that our time went quite a bit past what we usually do for episodes of this show. But we learned so much interesting things about listening to your body and using it as a holistic approach to make healthier decisions. Because a big part of health isn't just fixing what's already wrong with your body, but preventing, and preventing it in the first place and really becoming fine-tuned to what you need. And that's what all of this holistic nutrition stuff is about, which I was very happy to talk about it and learn about this for myself. Just to close things off, I'm going to remind you that I have been working very hard on my Instagram. You can follow me at Is This Actually Healthy? I look forward to seeing you there. You can see episode promos and other uh, interesting content that I post. And please give this show a rating wherever it is you're listening. It really helps my show grow. And tell your friends if you think you know anybody in your life who could benefit from this information. I appreciate any new person who wants to come and jump in, whether they start at the current episode or jump all the way back to the beginning. It's been so great having you here today. I look forward to our next episode. Ciao, ciao.